Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice plans to sign a bill this week that would require all counties in the state to provide an online ballot marking device for all voters with physical disabilities. According to Secretary of State Mac Warner, they would most likely provide counties with a smartphone app Votes or a similar app to meet the requirement. West Virginia currently uses votes for military and overseas voters, and Warner said he's currently waiting on a security audit of the app before approving it for further use. According to a 2015 Pew study, West Virginia has the highest rate of people with disabilities in the U.S. Shadow, a company affiliated with and funded by Acronym, which is a Democratic digital nonprofit group, was responsible for building the Iowa caucus app that contributed to delays in reporting Monday night's results in the first vote in the party's presidential race, according to sources speaking to the Huffington Post. State campaign finance records show the Iowa Democratic Party paid Shadow more than $60,000 for, quote, website development late last year. A source says those payments were for the app the caucus site leaders were supposed to use to upload the results of their locales. In Alphabet's fourth quarter earnings report, the company revealed that YouTube generated nearly $5 billion in ad revenue in the last three months. This is Alphabet's first report with Sundar Pichai at the helm, who took over as CEO of the entire company late last year after co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin stepped back from day-to-day duties. Google bought YouTube in 2006 for $1.65 billion, but this is the first time the company has broken out YouTube ad revenue numbers. Google says YouTube has more than 20 million subscribers across its premium and music premium offerings and more than 2 million subscribers to YouTube TV. Alphabet bundles those numbers into its other category, which made $5.3 billion last quarter and also includes Pixel phones and Google Home speakers. Users in North America and Europe can now sign up for NVIDIA's GeForce Now game streaming service, which supports games from Steam, the Epic's Game Store, Battle.net, and Uplay, running on a PC in a data center. Games must have been optimized for the service before they can appear as available, even if you own them. The Founders Edition of the service is $5 a month for the up to 6 hours at a time, but NVIDIA says this fee will go up at some point. You can try the service for free for an hour at a time without a credit card, though you may be put into a queue and you will get access to less powerful hardware. The GeForce Now app runs on macOS, Windows, and Android and requires at least a 15 megabit per second connection. 30 megabit per second is required for 1080p and 50 megabit per second is recommended for the best experience. There is no 4K option. Russian security researcher Vladislav Yamik published details of a vulnerability in firmware for chips from Huawei-owned HiSilicon. The chips are often used by manufacturers in security cameras, network video recorders, and DVRs. Yamik said the exploit combines four security bugs previously reported in March 2013, March 2017, July 2017, and September 2017. The vulnerability would let an attacker access Telnet and log in to gain root access. Yamek did not report the vulnerability to High Silicon, claiming he does not trust the company to fix the issues since they left them previously known vulnerabilities unpatched. Yamek has made proof-of-concept code available on GitHub for users to test whether their devices are vulnerable. Reuters reports that, according to sources, Xiaomi, Huawei, Vivo, and Oppo are working together on the Global Developer Service Alliance, designed to allow developers to market apps overseas. A prototype website seen by Reuters claims the GDSA will cover nine regions, including India, Indonesia, and Russia. It's unclear if the GDSA will offer monetary incentives for developers. 
The alliance was reportedly set to launch in March, but may be pushed back due to the coronavirus outbreak in China. Xiaomi, Huawei, Vivo, and Oppo represent a combined 40% of all smartphone shipments in 2019. Last month, the New York Times reported on the company Clearview AI, which offered image recognition to acclaimed 600 law enforcement agencies based on a database of 3 billion images scraped from Facebook, YouTube, Venmo, Twitter, and other online platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube confirmed they each sent separate cease and desist letters to Clearview, stating that scraping of images violated policies and demanded it stop accessing and using the images. In an interview with CBS, Clearview CEO Hon Tan Thet argued that it had a First Amendment right to access data in the public domain. Facebook argues its terms forbid any scraping, and YouTube stated its terms explicitly forbid collecting data that can be used to identify a person. The Wall Street Journal reports that, according to sources, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security bought access to a commercial database that logs locations of millions of smartphones in America for the purpose of immigration and border enforcement. DHS confirmed that it bought access to such a database, but did not state how it was being used. Locations are pulled from installed apps where the user granted permission to track location, including games, weather, and e-commerce apps. In 2018, the Supreme Court ruled in Carpenter v. the United States that accessing historical records with cell phone location data without a warrant violated the Fourth Amendment. But government lawyers reportedly approved the program because the information was available through numerous commercial ad exchanges, and as a commercial buyer, the ruling did not apply. And finally, CNBC reports that, according to sources, Viacom CBS is working on a new streaming service that would combine CBS All Access with Viacom properties like Pluto TV, Nickelodeon, BET, MTV, Comedy Central, and Paramount Pictures. The service would offer ad-supported and ad-free tiers, including a premium tier with Showtime included. The name of the service and pricing is still undetermined, but the base service will reportedly cost less than $10 a month. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.